All right, Abs Nation, welcome to another episode of Locked on Avalanche. On today's episode, it's kind of well known right now that the lines for the Avalanche just keep changing and players are not getting a lot of ice time, especially on those bottom six. If you were told you have to lock in your four lines for one month and you can't change a thing, what would those lines look like? We're going to talk about that. We have grades for the month of October and a bunch of Instagram questions to get to. Another episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It feels like an off-season, man, but like how long it's taking to get to Friday. Good Lord, we're chugging along, but uh, it's it's almost here. Another day closer. Thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and making us your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, we're going to jump into uh, a a hypothetical. Uh, but first, I, I do want to mention, and I put it up on uh, Twitter, the Predators put Kiefer Sherwood on waivers. Hmm. Is that something the Avalanche do? Because like right now, he would be needed. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder. Well, hmm. no... I, I don't know what time they put him on yesterday, but uh, maybe in the afternoon sometime. <clears throat> we'll know that could be something that the avalanche like bringing people back, at least Jonas Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> so why would you not want to bring Kiefer Sherwood back, who you've put out there a bunch of times? You called him up all the time, uh, and he's a hard worker. Uh, I'm not going to say he's like this offensive juggernaut, but he he – He's not afraid to go in there and mix it up. I would go claim him if I were the Az, especially the situation you're in right now with some depth. depth he'll be sitting, issues, I should say. Yeah, he'll be sitting there at Ball Arena when they get back. It'd be kind of crazy to bring him off waivers and then fly him to Finland. Get him on a plane. <laughs> get him on a plane right now. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see if that happens. But uh, that does kind of lead us into kind of like this hypothetical that we're going to talk about right now. And you know, we've talked about it many times and, and a lot of people in avalanche circles are talking about it, how the depth lines just keep cycling in and out. Jared Bednar is not giving them a lot of time on the ice. If it's just he flat out doesn't trust them or if it's the situations that the avalanche are finding themselves in in these games where you have to put the top line out there or the top, you know, the top six, I'd say out there a lot more than the bottom six. OK, maybe it's a combination of everything, but the bottom lines are just not getting the time that they need uh, and it's showing the production is lacking and it's, it's just a top heavy team right now. And it doesn't need to be, I think the, those, those bottom guys can be good and, and should be for the avalanche. I think we kind of are on the same page. I feel like they need to just get more time, just get in there and just let them go. Like you said, you were going to with uh, Alex Newhook. Mm-hmm. So if we always like to play GM, let's play head coach. And if Joe Sackick came to you and said, you have uh, one month where you have to put four lines together and you absolutely can't change them. They are set in stone for the month of November. Uh, what would they be? 
So we're going to go through all of them. I think the top six, you know, we won't have a problem with. This is more geared towards the the bottom six. But if that was uh, the stipulation put forth by Joe Sackick, um, how would it look for you? I mean, top top couple lines are probably pretty easy. Maybe one or two guys we'd have differently. But what would it look like? Top line is Lecky, Nate, and Miko. And I I that's where I think it, it, the <laughs> one thing would be would it be Lekkinen or Nachuskin? And we're including Nachuskin in this. Yes, we're not yes. going to include Landeskog. No, we're not going to include him. Um, but I, I probably would put Nachuskin on the top line. Interesting. And 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 I would have no problem if you know the line that you had with uh, Lekkinen at the top line would have zero problem with that. Um, for me, it would just be just because Nachuskin's playing so well. Uh, you know, I like having a big three top line. And if Landis Gog's not there, I think Nachuskin's your next biggest guy. So that's your big three. Go with that. Yeah. If we're basing, locking this roster in for the month of November, mm -hmm. we saw how top heavy October was. So I thought about putting Nuke on line two and trying to stretch that production out just a little bit. Not a bad so. idea. <clears throat> not a bad idea. So then your second line would be Val. Erod and LOC. Whoa, there is a change. You'd bring O'Connor up to second. Okay. And you cannot change that, sir. Nope. I feel like that Erod, LOC, and the Chushkin line is built, and I just mentioned it, like stretching out that production. Having those two working with Nachushkin, mm -hmm. I feel like that would be a, another potent line that the rest of the lines can build off of with that momentum continuing to build. Okay. That's an interesting one. All right. So, and, and this is where it just gets tough. This is the situation that we're in right now with the avalanche. So, you know, you, because I have Nachuskin on the top line, Lekkinen would definitely be there. Um, and yeah, what, right now, the way that they're playing, I think Evan Rodriguez is, you know, he's playing well, mm -hmm. but do, do I want to put, Alex Newhook there right now and just let him know like, okay, you got, you got a solid month where I am not going to move you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I do that. Just it's early enough in the season where, you know, you can, you can experiment with it for a solid month and you don't have to worry, you worry about him moving and he can have the confidence of like, I know for, I think the abs are playing 12 games. What would we, 11? Uh, I think it was 12. 12. I think it was 12. Yeah. yeah. Six home, six away or five and a half home. Five and a half. Yeah. Five and a half. Five and a half. Um, I, I would say you got 12 games to just at least show some improvement. I'm not expecting you to, you know, just go on a, a, an incredible, insane run, but uh, show me some. So I think for that reason, like I said, it's early enough in the season. Um, I would put new hook there at, at hmm. the center spot. Um, so then who do I so I got I got Lekkinen, I got Rodriguez. No, I'm sorry. Lekkinen, I um Newhook. And then yeah, this is where it gets tough. Um I mean, you still could put Rodriguez on a wing if I wanted to. You could. I could. Nobody can tell me I can't. You know what? So I, what? I know his, his main position is center, but uh, you know you kind of ride with a with with the hot hand. And why would you not want him on the second? So I'm going to kind of maybe buck a trend here a little bit and 
throw him on a, a second line as a winger. Why not? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yep, that's what I'm gonna do. All right. So now you're this is where it's put up or shut up time uh for you for you depth players in your bottom six. What are you doing for line three? Cogs. Yep. Nui. Okay. JT Comfer. Yeah, I'm definitely putting Comfer and I'm definitely putting Cogliano. And then this is where I put um Logan O'Connor on the third line too. And I'm comfortable with that. I mean, I'm, you know, like same thing with Comfort. The same thing you're doing that I would be doing with Alex Newhook is what I would doing be doing with JT Comfort. Like you gotta get going, man. Um so yeah, I think that would be my third line. I think it's a good line. And and someone asked a question, which we'll get to a little bit later, about uh leadership on the depth Mm. on those depth lines. And you know, right now Cagliano is that guy. Yep. So I kind of like having him there right now. So that would be my my third line. And then what do you got for a fourth line, which is just seeing like no next to no minutes right now? What's your well, fourth you, line looking like? You made the mistake of making me head coach for a month. So <laughs> I I t- so I cranked you, up the put, old. Uh, you're gonna put Pavel Francouz in at center or something <laughs> like that. I'm gonna yeah. put him in uh, regular skater pads. No, <laughs> I cranked up the old uh, taxi from the COVID season. And ran it to Loveland and filled it up and brought it back. My okay. my fourth line, Sampo Ranta, Ben Myers, <laughs> yeah, Jean Luc Foodie. Oh wow! I mean, so here's my thing. I'm going down that same road as far as get a kid line. Yep. People love kid lines. Uh, sometimes they're just a like a jolt of energy and a jolt of excitement. The avalanche really don't do this enough. They'll bring up one guy and and throw him on like a fourth line, get a kid line going. Um, Mine is not that. Do do you know how many points sample Ranta has in this season? I'll give you, I'll give you a guess. I have as many points as sample Ranta has this season. He's got none. I know. I He's know. He's not scored a single point in seven games. What's but going Martin on? But Martin Kaut has been sitting on the second line. You eventually they're going to have to prove on. something. And I've, just, I, yeah. And with Myers, who's already tallied NHL points, and with everything we saw out of Foodie in the preseason, this is a if you're not doing anything in the AHL. You're going to have to get tested sometime. Mm-hmm. Nothing's working as it is. Why not? I think, and you know, I'm a massive Jean-Luc Foodie fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like that. And he is, he's, it seems like he is starting to figure it out. Yep. Down in the AHL. He's uh, seven games in. He's got seven points, three goals, four assists. That's second on the team. Um, but he ju- he has, you know, it's like, yeah, Rent Rent has got at least some games under his belt right now. Uh Myers at least has some games under his belt. He's got none. Foodie. So that I mean it's a little bit of a risk if you're saying you're not going anywhere for a month, that is a little bit of a risk to to call him up and say this is your spot kid on the fourth line and you know, he he's a centerman too. So I love him. I love his game. He's a speed demon. He can score. Um do you want to go through growing pains for a month with him? Okay. 
My justification, as crazy as it is, I would not be against it. My justification for that entire fourth line is how can it get any worse? And (laughs) if you've given Cout all these chances to prove himself, you want to see what Foodie can do, Mm -hmm. what Ranta will be, and what Myers will be on this roster because he's going to get a spot. So you have three guys who need to prove themselves, and a month is a great time to do it. Yeah. And and for me, I, I'm with you on on dipping to the pool. You know what I mean? Go, go get some AHL guys. I Ben Myers. I was saying it when uh, he was up with them at the beginning of the season. He's just on a, on on a line that just they couldn't help him. Yeah. Um, and he couldn't facilitate. I mean, he's playing with Curtis McDermott and stuff like that, and that is a yin and a yang if I've ever seen one. So I would bring him back up. I and then I read somewhere that he's injured right now. So, but we're, we'll ignore that for now. Um, bring him back. We up. have Nuke on the team, so <laughs> yeah. And um, I think the other two, I Shane Bowers is actually playing very well too right now in the AHL. And again, I go back to uh, Jared Bednar's words beginning of the season, how he really liked his camp, he really liked his preseason, and at some point. They'd bring him back up. Why they haven't yet, I don't know. So I would bring up Myers. I would bring up Bowers. And kind of in the same round, I was talking about, you know, like Jean-Luc Foudy, who's not had uh, any NHL ice time. Alex Bukash is interesting. starting to, again, come into his own as well. Yeah. And that dude can score. Yeah, he can. You need – and that's, you need some excitement yeah. on that line. And I know – for you know what 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 we've gotten with the avalanche in the fourth line is just it's like the don't screw up line yeah just if we get a goal out of you or something you know great that's just a bonus but we're not going to put you out there for very long just hold your own for uh, a few seconds give the top line a breather and then they can come back out i get that i also don't like it and man if you put those three guys you put ben myers who's got some offensive capabilities you got bowers let's see what he can do um and then alex bukaj who is just was a scoring machine um at lesser leagues uh, and now he's kind of doing it now with the ahl at least improving let those guys loose the three of them they would be they would be like the three musketeers just they would band together and let's go get this guys that would be awesome to watch and I like that our fourth line is kind of structured the same for the same reasons and that we also protected Alausen because we both know he is going to be a member of the Avalanche next year. Yeah, and, and I like Alausen, but yeah, he's he's young. He's got to learn. I think he's got to beef up too. A little bit. It's, yeah, he's a not, little. I mean, yeah. do they have his, his weight in here? They don't, but I think he's like. 170 pounds or something like he's that. He's got like, Jack in the box now. He he's gonna yeah. he'll beef up. <laughs> I mean, even if you just had 10 pounds or something like that, that'll be enough. But um, he it's just not his time yet. His time yeah. will definitely come for the abs, uh, but not just yet. So because uh, if you were if you were telling me pick the best overall, like you would throw him right up there, probably. Of his talent. Yeah. yeah, his skill is but off the charts. You need to let him season just a little bit. Yeah, let him marinate. It, yeah, yeah, it's uh it's the Thanksgiving season. You got to base them a little bit more. <laughs> there you go. Thing. And that's where he's going to beef up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 
likely they'll I mean it's not gonna happen the fourth lines that were thrown out there I would love to see either one of our lines because we're kind of on the same page with where we want to go with that line just different yep. players um I think it would be exciting for the abs and and it you know like I said it's it's November I think they they need a little shot in the arm and and I think the the other the other guy like Nathan McKinnon would love to watch those guys go crazy oh yeah you know what I mean I mean it's not you know slap shot Hanson twins or anything like that but it would be similar in the excitement. Yeah, and especially with Nathan McKinnon being in a leadership role without Gabe Landeskog, that's that's a little bit of the reason why I put Sampo in there. I feel like Nathan McKinnon in that position would kind going. of rub off a little bit on Sampo and maybe fire him yeah. up a little bit. It just looks really bad when you bring up the Colorado Eagles uh, page and you organize it by points, and Samparanta, they they put him dead last. Like, you have Eustace Annanen, and Jonas Johansson just listed above him. They have no points either. But when you have two goalies listed above you for no reason and you're on the bottom of that, what's going on with Sampo? Come on, buddy. Yeah. Let's get you going. So, all right, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we're going to do some grades. Uh, just kind of throw – not every single player. We're going to do tiers, A, B, C, D, and F, and throw a couple players out there that uh, – a grade for the month of October. But first, we have betonline.net, which is your number one source for betting for football and the start of a new basketball season. You can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball World Series, which is what is the it's two to one. Yeah, two one Phillies, two one Phillies. Uh, so, yeah, the World Series, MMA, boxing and even golf. And you can head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net. It's where the game starts. Bing. All right, so October, like we said, is uh, over and done with, uh, but we'll throw some grades out for the month. And we'll probably do this at the end of every month uh, and how players did. But when we do it, we'll just do it by the month. So we won't go when at the end of November, we won't take the season up till now. We'll just do it on month to month basis. So uh, right now we'll take the month of October and we'll start at the top. We'll start at the top. We'll start with A's and we'll go down to D's and F's. So who, uh, and like I said, not going to do every single player, but just guys who kind of stand out in in each category. So as far as the A's go, what do you got? Easily, Martin Kelton. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> we got to stop ripping on Kelton so much. So I mean, I, 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 you know, you root for the guy and I like the guy, but it's just not working out, clearly. Nuke. Yep, definitely. He's definitely an A. Without Nathan a McKinnon. Without a doubt. Miko Rant. Without a doubt. I think that's your three-headed monster for an A. Yep. Um, I don't. I mean, there's. No I would there. almost. I would almost throw Georgiev in there for an A. Not yet. I don't. If know, the like, Islander I'm, game never happened, yes. Um. Let's see. What's his? So he. I mean, he's four-one and zero, right? Uh, goals against 2.81. That's really good. His save percentage is 0.918. That's good. That's good. But I'm I'm throwing him in there, man. I'm gonna give the, you know you got the the three headed monster like you just said. 
with uh, Nachuskin, McKinnon, Rantanen, no doubters, and I'm going to put Georgiev in there. I think he's had a really good start to the season. That's who I have leading off in the B. And like, he is my only one with a plus or a minus grade attached to him. He's a B plus. So he's kind of like right on that fringe. Yeah, he is yeah. right there. And honestly, like I said, if he, I would have let off when you asked for the A's, it would have been your give if that Islander game did not happen in that fashion. Hmm. But the Islander game wasn't all his fault. <laughs> no, but it you is know? concerning when you, you yeah. get all of this faith in your goalie. And the team starts believing in him, and then you have that kind of swing. It's one of those that you've you've already in the Ranger game you stood up and won a game for us. This is one of those instances that we needed just you needed to, a save. Yeah, you, you needed, needed a save, save or two, yeah. and you didn't get it. So back to a wavering B plus. All right. Uh, so what, what what else in your in your B department? Erod. I would agree with that. Kale McCarr. I would agree with that. Bo Byram. Yep, I would agree with that. And Taser. Yeah, um, Taves for me, well, I'll get to it. I don't know. Like, And it's not by any of his, you know, undoing. I mean, he missed a couple games, but I don't know. I, I Points-wise, what's he got? Four points, all assists um, in seven games. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to go with with the B for him right now. But the yeah. other guys, I do. I think Byram has played well. Rodriguez, if Rodriguez didn't end the month like he did, he wouldn't mm-hmm. be in, in the B department. But he he, you can start to see it's starting to click for him. Um, I, Kale McCard definitely. I think people are maybe getting a little bit hung up that he hasn't scored a goal yet. But you know, he's fourth on the team in points with eight assists, which is fourth in points total for yep. eight points. <clears throat> um, did you did you put Lekkinen in, in in the B section or no? You didn't because I would. I Interesting. Would. I, I, I think him he's leading been, off in C. Yeah, I, 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 he, he's tailed off a little bit, but he's been pretty consistent. I feel two goals, four points, um, great on the forecheck. I just like his game, so, um, yeah, I put him in the B. I don't think there's anybody else really that I would put there for now so i think the only ones i got would be mccarr lekanen byram rodriguez would be my b's yeah i got lekanen leading off the seas because okay. he's had a reverse erod month started off hot and and then tailed really tailed in. off i mean in terms of like points i mean let me see his game by game um it's his- it's it's not been impressive, and you you don't want this to be this like him cooling off. Like you're well, really relying off, on him. I mean, that Chicago game, two goals and assists, uh, then another assist against Calgary, and then a, f- a four game goose egg, mm-hmm. uh, and then since then one assist against Vegas and one assist against the Islanders. So yeah, as far as point production, it, I mean, it was kind of top heavy, um, but he's still noticeable out on the ice. Yeah. So I'm not just solely going off of the points. It's a C for cool. Cool C. He's very he's cooled okay. off, but I know he could do better. Who else you got in the C's? Uh Cogliano as well. Yeah. Where definitely. he usually last it, year when we would grade him was usually around the D. He was yeah. like bouncing in the D's. Like he stepped up. He Cogliano's been really good. He's a really good C. Honestly like he, he if I'm doing pluses, he would be a, a C plus for me, hovering yeah. on B minus. 
because I, I just feel like he's you know the elder statesman of the of the team right now. But um, you just get the impression that like in the locker room he is like a, a big voice. Yep. So I really like what he does. You're never gonna get like unbelievable stats out of him, but that's not his his game. But he's done well for him. He's got uh, three points, uh, one goal and two assists in nine games. But he plays hard defense. Like he, mm-hmm. he he's just like a Mister Reliable out there. So yep. he'd be really hovering in the B for me. But yeah, I think for now he's a C plus for me. Uh, who else did you have? C. Who else? Uh, who else did you say? Uh, Cogliano he, finished it out for me. Okay. Um, yeah, and for for Taves again, he'd be on like that B plus. I like points wise, he's okay. I just feel like defensively, he's had some lapses. He's had some pretty bad turnovers. Um, he's just not, I was just saying with Cogliano, he's like that Mr. Reliable. That was always Taves. Yeah. And for the most part, Taves has been, but there's been like, when you're that top line guy, um, you need to keep your mistakes to a minimum. And I feel like there's like a bunch that I can just remember that he's had some bad turnovers Yeah. in the, in their own, uh, their defensive zone. So I don't know, just not Taves like to me. So he's kind of in that C plus range to me right now. Um, I can, I can, I can agree with that. And I would put, uh, I'd put Sammy G there. I think he's, I know he's, you know, a, oh, I did have, for a lot of players. I, yeah. I, I, I did have Sammy G listed there and Frankie. I, yeah. Uh, I mean, Francois is only, play, eh, well, I'll get to him in a minute, but, um, yeah, I think the majority of these guys are are just kind of hovering along that C line, like Gerard, uh, O'Connor. I think Eric Johnson. He's he's just not hasn't been really that noticeable so far this year, but he hasn't been terrible. Um, so I think those guys. I got Taves, Cogliano, Gerard, O'Connor, and Eric Johnson in these C's for me. Yeah, LOC is a C, but EJ yep. is not. What do you got, Frank? You guess, so he's in the D or? Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah. yeah he's, go ahead for D. Yeah. D is it's led by EJ. Uh-huh. This is where you find JT Com for a new hook. Agreed. I agree. I you know, I have new hook comfort and um I I think I'd put Francois. I know he had that one good game. Why do they have him listed as? Oh no, yeah, he he hasn't won a game yet. Wow, he's over three. But I mean, the, the the one loss, one nothing loss to the Devils, like that's that's a good game for him. Yeah. Um, his save percentage is a eight nine eight. That's not the best right now. So I mean, it's promising. His last start is promising. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like he he just hasn't looked that good. But definitely JT Comfer. And I think you got to put Alex Newhook in there as a, yep. as a D right now. I so. also have Manson and McDermott there. Man, yeah. Um, I'm I'm I don't know about uh, Manson. I just haven't again with like I'm saying with Taves. It's these. Yeah. I don't know uh, these these mistakes that are just happening all over the place for Josh Manson. I don't know if it's just a. a a lot of rust to knock off, maybe a month's worth of rust to knock off for him. Um, but he's he hasn't looked like he did at the end of last season. No. So yeah. I agree. I mean, I'm not gonna give him an F by any stretch, but I think he's in that. Did you have anybody that's that's an F right now? 
No, but Nobody. very close. You got to uh, put my McDermott last, somewhere. Where's McDermott? My, my, my last D with the, the heavy, the heavy almost F would be Cout. I wouldn't give Cout an F. I don't think he hasn't played that well, but I wouldn't give him an F. I, I, I would almost give, if I had to bestow an F, I would, the closest I give it would probably be JT Confer. Hmm. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Like he has been a complete ghost. Yeah. For yeah, everything that... we were singing his praises in the playoffs, JT Confer has turned invisible. Well, and 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 part of it is we went into this season saying like we need you to, you know, you had an opportunity to get the 2C. Like that wasn't that was an option for you. And if even if it's not, even if you didn't get it, your your role is still very big at the three C, and he he just hasn't even produced there. So it, I think that's to me that's why he's hovering on that F right now because you knew how much like you knew how much we needed you to really step it up finally, and you've just gotten off to a slow start. It's a long season; things can turn around. But how he turns things around in the playoffs, I, every year, I say this every single year with you, watch out for JT Confer in the playoffs. And he did it again last year. Why he can't turn his, how he plays in the playoffs into the regular season on a consistent basis, I don't know. Uh, this is just the JT Confer we have. And I love the guy. I love his attitude. I love his demeanor. He has that just like low key, like monotone. Yep. Like He seems like one of those guys that just like, if you tell a joke, he would just like, be like that's funny yeah yeah <laughs> you know like he doesn't i love that i love that about him but as far as the play goes you gotta step it up more man it's it's becoming to where if bednar paves a way for you to have a role whether you, whether your name is Cout, new or jt comfer you are the drummer in spinal tap something <laughs> bad's gonna happen you're going to explode yeah like i know that's you're you're in the bottom of the rankings because yeah. of that so I think that's it. So I, I know uh, people love when, you know, ranking and grading people. So throw uh, throw the comments out there in the YouTube uh, comment section. Let us know what you guys think. And I know we said we weren't going to do every single player, but I think we did. <laughs> we're nothing uh, but thorough. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think we're going to hold off on the Instagram questions until tomorrow because uh, we got a lot of them. So it's not something that we can get through in like two minutes and I want to give them some time because they're great. Like some yeah. people put some, cause I kind of like put it up there as like, Hey, ask us app stuff. Or if you want to ask us star Wars stuff, ask us star Wars. And so many people did ask us star Wars stuff. So I don't want to uh, fly through that. And some of them were, well, a lot of them were kind of like incorporating star Wars and avalanche together, which was like really fun. So I want to give it its due. I don't want to fly through it. So we will do that tomorrow. Um, so there's still time up there if you're listening to this and you want to get over to Instagram and throw some questions up there. Straight Avalanche, some people did that, or if it's just straight Star Wars, or if you want to mix the two together, which a lot of people did, you can do that as well. We we welcome it all here. Bring it. Yeah. So uh, but for now, that is going to wrap it up for today. Um, God, I, I just I just I mean, I'm watch I watch hockey all the time, but I need some avalanche hockey in my life. Yeah. Did we need to go this many days without? I mean, now that we're doing it, when I first saw the schedule, I'm like, that's good. They're going to need those like five days off. 
Did we really though? Like I think Avalanche fans needed to if if we were winning consistently, this would be even more brutal. Uh, but after after the that back to back, it's nice to kind of sit and watch hockey you don't have to be emotionally invested in and you can kind of just level out a little bit. Could and you'll be good be, for them, you're right. Yeah. yeah. You could be really ready and anticipating the next game. So I think it's kind of a blessing and a curse. If I had to make a prediction, I don't predict the, the games, but um Nico Rantanen being back home, I'm I'm saying hat trick for him in one of these games. He's getting four. It's gonna <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna happen it's gonna happen so all right everybody thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day that's always appreciated for mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris Baselli. this is the locked on avalanche podcast and we'll see you guys tomorrow go abs go go